Good morning. Let's pray. Dear Father in heaven, thank you for another day that we get to spend with you and um, be on this earth. Please come and join us as we read and help us to learn something. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Make haste slowly. Few have correct views of the marriage relation. Many seem to think that it is the attempt of perfect bliss, the attainment, excuse me, of perfect bliss. But if they could know one quarter of the heartaches of men and women that are bound by the marriage vow in chains that they cannot and dare not break, they would not be surprised that I trace these lines. Marriage, in a majority of cases, is is a most galling yoke. There are thousands that are matched, but are mated, but not matched. The books of heaven are burdened with the woes and the wickedness and the abuse that lies, that lie hidden under the marriage mantle. This is why I would warn the young who are of marriageable age to make haste slowly in the choice of a companion. The path of married life may appear beautiful and full of happiness, but why? May not you be disappointed as thousands of others have? Ew. <laughs> I just squished a bug on my arm. That's why she said ew. It was disgusting. <clears throat> um, make haste slowly. The first time we read this two weeks ago, we had actually, we had gone out to dinner Thursday night for someone's birthday. And our waitress. Yours? No. <laughs> um, our waitress was telling us that we had mentioned something about, oh, being engaged and being happy and whatnot. And our waitress was saying that she's, she's barely 17 and she's been dating her boyfriend for a few months and he's constantly asking her to marry him. And she was telling us that next time he says, he asks... Next time he asks her to marry him, she's going to say yes. Inside my head, I was screaming, No! no! <laughs> yeah. Just, I remember myself at that age, and I have two words, young and stupid. <laughs> yeah, same here. And, like, as you grow older, you, you uh, mature and... I'm not the same person I was five years ago. I'm not the same person I was ten years ago. I'm not the same person I was two years ago. Seventeen was seventeen years ago for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. And, and and yeah. I mean that that's the, that's the biggest thing is is the joking aside is that um when you're seventeen, eighteen years old, your 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 outlook on who you want as a perspective. Mm-hmm spouse is do they make me feel good do mm-hmm. i do they are they good looking and that's pretty much it it's kind of like that um what we were reading the other day about um the uh, affections affections don't let affections and oh no i don't remember it was it was saying don't only seek appearance and your emotions in a spouse yeah you have to what i was saying was you have to but fancy and the emotional nature must not be allowed to lead up onto mm-hmm. ruin you can't let your fancy for someone else 
be the only reason why you mate yourself to this person. Right, and that's that's the thing. When you're in that age, that's all you care about. That's, Do they yeah, make me feel good? Do I have this I nice... That age. Right, same here. But as you start getting older, your... Priorities Your priorities, change. thank you. That's what I was looking for. Your priorities change. You want somebody now that's... Um, Strong, strong, dependable, dependable supportive, supportive, somebody who can not just supportive in in uh, an emotional standpoint, but can you know support you need a, a family can and physically and, support you, right? And so, you know that whole thing of make haste slowly. I mean, it's it's kind of funny. Make haste slowly. It's a contradiction. It's a contradiction, but it makes you think when you when you read those words. Mm-hmm. And you know the thing is, is that. When you, when you go to church, I made the comment to you the uh, Friday, I think it was, or Sabbath anyway. There's a couple that goes to our church. And for the most part, on the outside, they look like a happy couple. Mm-hmm. But if you really, really study them, you can see there's unhappiness in, with them. Yeah. And... They both just look miserable. They look miserable. But it's the, it comes to that thing, they... The, the marriage vow in they're bound by the marriage vow in chains that cannot and dare not be broken or that they dare not break um the thing is is that the whole thing of of divorce is still looked on as taboo in in in, mm-hmm. in the avenue circle and so people want to tough it out yeah and they they but the problem is when they tough it out it affects everybody around them. Especially if there are children. <clears throat> right. And then their children are having to also tough it out and bear the burdens of your mismatch. Right. And and so um, uh, Sabbath, um, the church that we go to had mm-hmm. um, what they call their Glenview Sabbath, which is the, the elementary school that's attached mm-hmm. to the church. They had their Sabbath. And, and the second service, they had the entire choir up there. And there was this this uh, young girl that I could see from the sound booth, you know, she's clear up on the front on the stage and she just had this cloud that was the darkest black I've ever seen around her. She was miserable, even though she was amongst her friends and amongst her, you know, her peers, her peers, she was miserable. And you could see that there was something going on in her life that just made Made life unhappy unhappy for her. And when when you go into a marriage relationship based on those things of fancy and your emotions and stuff like that, you're bound to have a miserable life. And when you have that, it affects everybody around you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think both of us are, have been in, in company with in groups of people where somebody has a miserable life mm-hmm. and they take it out on us, on everybody else around them. And so... That's why it is the paragraph that we read yesterday. The beginning of it is that, <coughs> excuse me. the The beginning of it yesterday was um, marriage is something that will influence and affect your life both in this world and in the world to come. Who you choose to marry doesn't just affect you; it affects everybody else around you. Yeah. Some of the stuff that we've read in, in, in previous chapters are talking about how the, the Christian home needs to be a beacon of light and joy and happiness. If you're not a good fit for each other, then you're not going to be happy and you're not going to be this beacon of light for the community around you. Yeah. And when you're unhappy, you're going to take it out on other people. I have a coworker that takes her burdens out on other people. And to me, it looks like 
that that just invites Satan into yeah um, wreak havoc on on you and everyone else. Yeah, and it you. leads to temptations that you wouldn't yeah. normally even think yeah. about. Mm-hmm. If you're not happy, those who are con- contemplating marriage should consider what will be the character and influence of the home they are founding. As they become parents, a sacred trust is committed to them. Upon them depends in a great measure the well-being of their children in this world and, the, and their happiness in the world to come. To a great extent, they determine both the physical and the moral stamp that the little ones receive. Mm-hmm. Sorry about the dogs. And upon the character of the home depends the condition of society. The weight of each family's influence will tell in the upward or the downward scale. It, it, it's kind of some big words there. But what she's yeah. saying is how society is going, whether it's going up in value or the, the society is going down in a scale, depends on how the families are. If you've got a, <clears throat> if you've got a community, I've been... I've done uh, some overseas mission trips and to Africa, and we were always told that you could tell an Adventist village by how clean it was. Mm-hmm. And I, in my mind, I'm thinking, whatever. But it was true. You could drive by and you could see the Adventist church and the entire village looked clean. Yeah. Not that the other villages looked dirty, but I mean, they would, this is dirt they live on and they would actually be out there with brooms sweeping the dirt paths the Mm. houses look neat and kept yeah and so when you have the spirit of god in the home it is this beacon of light and it affects everybody around you exactly and i'm doing hand gestures again yes he is (laughs) he's being very passionate tonight let's pray (laughs) father in heaven i want to thank you for the opportunity that you have given both Rachel and I, as Ellen White says, to be founding a home together. And Lord, I ask that because of circumstances of both Rachel's and my life, we're stuck in the city right now, but that you will guide and you will help us and show us how we in our home can be a beacon to those around us so that people will come to our home and go, You guys are different. And it's not different just because we're a little bit goofy. But we're different because we have your love in our home. We thank you for everything that you do for us. Give us the strength, wisdom, and energy that we need for today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.